those of you, no, 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 no. But for those of <laughs> okay. you just joining us and we're wondering why you could see Caleb and not hear his audio, it's because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> and no. I didn't have I didn't have his audio going to the stream. So do your intro one more time, Caleb, and then we'll yeah, cut, we're gonna we'll cut the audio over. there. It's all right, man. We're still working on being pros. We're getting there. No, though. that's uh, a that's a rookie mistake that I 100 100 shouldn't make, and that's how we should start the podcast. Uh, it's all right with this audio right there. <laughs> yeah, just start with you going, "Oh shit!" Yeah, so that way the world knows. Yeah, hybrid all glass. Right. Hybrid glass is a putz. Oh, such a good way to start the podcast. It is. So, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bounty Board. Uh, it is August seventeenth. It's a Friday. If you're watching live, if you're listening. Uh, so far, Monday releases have been going pretty well, so we might keep doing that because everyone gets to start their week with some fresh talks. Like um, so yeah, if you're listening on a podcast app or on uh, our website, it is Monday, August 20th. If you are right along with us, you know what day it is because I already said it. I'm your host, Caleb Sawyer, at LoveWub on Twitter and everywhere it's important. And with me, as always, is Eric. The soon-to-be-replaced player, too. <laughs> the scrub that's filling in for the pro yeah no i'm just kidding yeah i'm just kidding that's mean it's this new um, energy drink that i found i'm blaming it yeah on you're that. like i found this great energy drink and i'm like mm, <laughs> maybe that maybe that's a bad idea it maybe is a bad idea anyway <laughs> uh that's why grandparents don't drink energy drinks Good moving on yeah we're gonna wow, dive right see, into news i see what you did there that was slick. <laughs> that was i will I will get. I will. Uh, I you will, gotta concede uh, once to me. That's uh, I will concede once to you, sir. All right, that's I good. I feel. I feel accomplished already. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna roll right into news uh, because I've done half of this already, and 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 I, and I have to do it again for reasons we won't mention. I fucked Just up. kidding. I fucked up. <laughs> so first bit of news uh, we talked about the Gamescom Battlefield Five trailer, which is super good. Um. Eric, what did you notice in that trailer that made you excited? Because there's a, there's a bunch of things. Well, like when you think about watching that trailer as many times as you did, what's the one thing you always rewound to catch a second and third time each viewing? So the one thing that I've always kind of enjoyed a little bit more in the Call of Duty franchise over the Battlefield franchise is the speed, right? It all Battlefield yeah, yeah, yeah. always felt just a step behind the speed in which Call and I don't want Call of Duty speed. Right, because that's a very arcade twitch shooter. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not a realistic military sim. Not that battle, you know, Battlefield is, you know, uh, a mil- realistic, perfect, mil- realistic, perfect, realistic yeah, sure. sim. But it always felt much more realistic. But it always felt like the soldiers were just a little sluggish compared to, you know, some of the other shooters out there in the way that the shooting mechanic moved. I love it. It's yeah. everything about it. But the yeah. speed of Battlefield Five just looks. I don't know how it plays. I haven't got hands on yet, but just Man, it's, looks yeah awesome it's a blur it's a blur yeah. there's just so much going on fantastic the one thing i keep rewinding uh there's a there's a moment in that trailer when a when a v rocket lands mm-hmm. uh and i can't tell if the next scene is the aftermath or another map i don't know if they like sp- like slyly splice together two clips from two different yeah. maps yep or if it's like nice and that giant rocket hits and then everything's just a bombed out. Yeah, I know, exactly. I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah, so it's hard to tell. I like the idea that it's it's the latter. It's I not also, just a, a change. I also couldn't tell if they were splicing that between single player scenes or multiplayer scenes. 
right? I think this has all been multiplayer. Yeah, it, but it, it, looked, all, yeah. it looked like the single player kind of characters that I know you can customize your soldier to a point, but it almost looked sure. like a storytelling element um, a little bit there. Yeah. But we'll, we'll wait and see. Either way, I think I just think like if it's it's one of the games that's absolutely on the purchase list. Yeah, for... yeah absolutely. I'm yeah. Uh Oh, you know what? There's a, an interesting conversation I heard today between people on Kind of Funny Games Daily about. So the numbers came out this week, and I guess Battlefield 5's pre-order numbers are kind of low, and people are worried about it. And interestingly enough, one of the things they talked about kind of uh, came around the topic of our of our podcast a couple weeks ago about the fall release of games mm -hmm. and how there's a chance because call of duty is the week before battlefield and red dead's the week after battlefield there's a chance people are thinking that battlefield might be in a bad spot for release because it's gonna have to compete with those two huge games on either side i don't disagree i don't i don't disagree with that i think you know your core audiences like us and um you know, you and I are very much going to fall in the battlefield camp. I think there's a lot of people who are yeah. going to split and only buy one. You know, I'm only buying one. Um, yeah, I'm not buying Call of Duty. But I think it's a, it's an interesting year, right? Because we're getting a Black Ops, which Black Ops have constantly outperformed of the, the most recent Call of Duties. Black Ops still has the great storyline. Yep. They have the better writers. They put together the more Ooh, solid multiplayer. But there's no storyline this time. Right. Um <laughs> They put together the better multiplayer packages, uh, or at least they have been anyway. Um, right. With that said, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I don't necessarily think they're in a terrible spot. Uh, I think it just happens to be the off year because they always release within one one year, one week of each other. Whenever they do come out, um, yeah, they're always close. But, but they've never had to do. They've never had to duel with. There's a, there's, there's everyone's a, attention for for red with Red Dead. Yeah, there's a Rockstar game coming out this year, which happens once every you know ten years. Um, uh, how long has it been? I don't remember five. when GTA five, five years. Yeah, five years. Twenty twenty thirteen. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's interesting that that's a thing, and we'll just have to see how that affects the numbers. I don't think it's going to affect the player base. I think we'll see lower numbers out of the gate, and then we'll see a lot of holiday shoppers maybe picking it up because they decided to buy Red Dead. Yeah. Um. You yeah. Know, and I, I'd love to say it that everybody's you know wealthy enough to buy every game that comes out, but the way the economy, mm -hmm. you know, the, the wait, way you're the, not. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not. Um. Don't let don't let this phenomenal setup fool you. Um, oh, my setup is so bad. I apologize <laughs> to anybody watching who's like, hey, yo, we got we have the same, not even looking at the camera. We got the same mic with the same exact pop screen. Yeah. So we're doing. Good. Yeah. We're, but, yeah. We got a couple of things down. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple of things down. audio when we can get it into the stream is is, <laughs> is perfect. Yeah. Audio when we hit the right buttons is great. Mm -hmm. But uh, moving on from Battlefield, because we could talk about that forever. Yes. We um. This story is out of Twinfinite, published by Irwin Diaz. Uh, Spyro's Reignited Trilogy has been pushed back to November. So I'm going to read a little bit of the article. Um, there's a quote here from the studio co-head, Paul Yan, who says, Everyone here at Toys for Bob, the company in charge of, you know, revamping everything for this trilogy, uh, is so proud to be reigniting the original Spyro trilogy after all these years. And we're deeply committed to getting these games right. So we've decided to move the release date of Spyro to November 13th, 2018. Um, the original date was September 21st. Just a little editorializing for you. Mm -hmm. um, I really hope that you would be rescuing dragons and scorching Rhinox sooner, but the trilogy needs more love and care. In November, when you're exploring the dragon realms, Avalar, and the Forgotten Worlds, we know you'll agree the extra time was worth the wait. I don't have an issue with this. No. 
Um, a lot of people get really twisted about delays, and in almost yep. every case, delays make better games. True, I agree. Um, there's always a good reason uh, to delay a game if your studio head will allow it, if your publishing partner will allow it. Uh, I think it's just going to ultimately make uh, a solid, a more solid core product. Um, yeah. In the long run, and I think. Uh, it, if I'm not mistaken, it releases the same week as Hitman 2. Um, yep, same week as Hitman 2, uh, I think the day before Fallout 76. Yeah, so you've got three very different games that serve very three very different audiences there. Yeah. Um, now, granted, you've got them going up against Fallout, which is going to be a huge, massive seller, yeah, know, regardless sure. of what happens. But I think, you know, Spyro serves a niche of, you know, nostalgia, I will get you know, I would love to get a Spyro game and, you know, just for the kids to play it, you know, because, you know, my daughter's yeah, starting yeah, to get yeah. to the point where she wants to play games. She's playing Minecraft almost every day after school. Uh, she's got a little world going. Uh, my son loves to play. My son loves to play the... Uh, <laughs> my Sorry, son, my wife is falling or something. I don't know. Well, is, is she okay? Maybe she, you know... You oh, she's fine. Out, she just came out. around the corner with wide eyes like, oh, God. Um, you know, I think uh, it, it's interesting uh timing and i think it's always a good move to delay a game if, you, if you're able to do it yeah sure because sure. we get we get, um, we get so caught up too is you know with so many games there's so many games that release where it's got to be patch after patch after patch after patch and this goes back to our conversation about early release cycles right yeah. a game like spyro is never going to get an uh you know early release cycle or early access on steam to make sure it's you know playable and when you get to that 1.0 um you know, it's never going to be right. there. So I think they found something in testing. They want to give it a little bit more polish. Yep. And I mean, look at, uh, like Grant, we were talking about, we're talking about, uh, Red Dead all the time now because it's going to change the world. But look at Grand Theft Auto five. That game like was supposed to come out in, in March or May. And they pushed it back to September for the same reason. They were like, Hey, we want this game to be perfect. And everyone bitched and got upset. And then that game came out, and people are still playing it. So it's still playing it, like constantly. People are still playing. buying it for sixty dollars. Yes. Like that's the <sighs> buying it for sixty dollars, and they're still just playing the multiplayer. Um, huge. Oh, and I bought it. I bought it twice. Yep. Yeah, I bought it on on Xbox One too. So you know, I they know what they're doing. They Delays do. aren't all bad, guys. That's the that's the thing to take away from this. Delays aren't all bad. No. <clears throat> all right. Next news story. There's a new Iron Fist trailer. Eric, did you know about this? Uh, no, I didn't see it. I missed it. Yeah, the full Iron Fist trailer, not, not just the teaser we got at Comic-Con. The full Iron Fist Season 2 trailer is out. Mm. It is very good. I like it a lot. Um, it looks like they're trying to, you know, make him more of a fighter and less of a whiner, which is always a plus. Um, but the best part of this news is the release date for Season 2 is September 7th. Nice. Which is really close so we don't have to wait that long no um yeah it Another. looks like he's taking you watched this first season yeah. right yeah okay this one looks like uh danny's taking on davos the the brother mm -hmm. the guy from kunlun that showed up like the last act of season season yeah. one and that would make that would make sense because they kind of brought him in right at the end there uh and i kind of thought that was going to get teed up as the enemy yeah so. which is exciting yeah i uh I didn't hate Iron Fist season one as much as a lot of people did. I did think it was the worst of what the Marvel Netflix shows had to offer, but the worst of Marvel Netflix shows is a good or above average uh, CW show. So, you know, 
<laughs> it's it, I, I don't it's, know. It's okay. Man. Cloak and Dagger. Well, that was freeform. I haven't, I haven't Sorry, watched that Cloak was, and that Dagger. That was not CW. That was freeform. Uh, ah, that's why. Well, then never mind. But uh, that was no. I didn't. I didn't mind Cloak and Dagger. I thought it was a great intro to, uh, and an interesting take on. I I absolutely love those characters. They're two of my favorite uh, in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, but I thought yeah, that yeah, was yeah, an interesting good. spin. Not to take it away from the Iron Fist trailer. No, you're good. Uh, superhero TV shows are abundant, and good ones are mm, there's there's enough of them. There's enough good ones. Flash, the Flash is okay. Flash is all right. A lot of people like it. Arrow yeah. was good for three seasons. Arrow, I haven't been I haven't been back. Arrow's going. I mean, it's just getting crazy. And then DC's got that whole DC. No, oh, Legends of Legends of Tomorrow. Is no, not why Legends I of don't. Tomorrow. Like the 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 network that has like the robin that said fuck batman and uh you know <laughs> oh yeah they like, their own their own yeah. network you know i finally got to see deadpool 2 this week and um oh it was what do you think oh god it was so good i thought it was, it was so good it was so, <laughs> so funny good. it's just ryan reynolds was born to play that part um also there's a huge huge letdown in that movie that was really led up to in the trailers and it's the best wait what is wait i don't the remember. whole X Force thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It was awesome. It was so oh, good. But it, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> it, it was that whole scene. I was like falling out of my office chair. Oh, it's so good it because it was just awesome. And then uh, the Brad Pitt cameo was just perfect. Oh, son of a bitch! Yeah, it's super good, man. Spoilers: If you haven't seen Deadpool two yet, just watch out for it. The whole scene with Shatterstar and uh, and uh, Fred and, and yeah, everybody. Oh, yeah, Mayhem. No, Bedlam, right? Terry Crews' character's name is Bedlam. Anyway, all those people. It's amazing, and you, no matter what you think, you cannot predict what happens, and when it does. Oh, what's the you're gonna what, feel uh, chat feel things chat say what's the warrior caps map cavoli i'm not sure what that is i might have missed it but i appreciate the yeah. love thanks for hanging out hang on i have i have a machine called the google that's open what's warrior, warrior. cats maps i must have missed that one let's not both go straight to typing on the googles that might be that makes for bad radio uh, yeah, I'm also, I have no idea what yeah. they're talking about. So we're going to move into the last news story as we wait for some some more elaboration from the comment that we just got in the Twitch thread. And this is going to be, uh, this is, I'm probably doing a bad job of, of making a segue because I'm warning you that it's going to be a segue ahead of time, but that's fine. Diablo 3 is officially coming to Nintendo Switch, which is fucking dope. Yes. This story is out of Polygon um, by Michael McWhorter. Uh, well, it was, actually, version... it was actually, it was outed by Forbes. Oh, yeah, it on was. On accident. Yep. How did that do that? How did uh, they do that? I don't remember exactly. I saw a tweet. Somebody at Forbes had just mentioned yep. it, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, yep, hey, guys, surprise, it's coming. Uh, well, you remember a couple months ago when, um, what was it? blizzard posted on their twitter just a picture of someone flipping a light switch yeah and everyone was like oh, diablo on switch yep <laughs> and they were like we're not doing that i don't know what you're talking about yep. Yep. and I then remember now. of course we got it yeah yeah um so the uh the switch release for diablo 3 will feature a handful of nintendo exclusive items all of them based on legend of zelda so you can be 
you can wear Ganondorf inspired cosmetic armor, uh, a pair of Majora's Mask wings, a Triforce character portrait frame, and a new Kuko pet? Kako pet? I don't know. The legends, mm-hmm. the chickens from, yeah. from Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. So they did, uh, probably, for those know, of probably. you not up on the Diablo world, they did a really cool thing. Um, I can't remember how many releases was ago, but they added the pets. They actually gave them some functionality in the game, um, which was phenomenal. They'll run up and they'll run around and pick up gold for you so you don't have to run all over the map and everything you kill. Um, oh, that's good. That's and good. pick it up. Uh, so that's, that's super fun to have a chicken. And I've got, you know, in my, you know, my characters, I have all types of ridiculous pets from Starcraft, uh, from Starcraft, uh, vehicles to, you know, dead floating ghosts to a teddy bear with an eye patch, which is usually what I run because it's hysterical looking. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, so yeah, this, this is cool. This is cool news. Seeing Switch get more and more, uh, games that have like clout and third party. Uh, is awesome. Uh, this this eternal collection for Diablo three that Switch is getting uh, includes all the all the extras, all the Reaper of Souls, Rise of the Necromancer add-ons. It'll have seasons. All that stuff's going to be unlocked from the beginning. And so, the coolest thing, which segues into our to- segues into our topic for tonight, is the oh, yes. way that they're handling co-op play. If you have multiple switches, everybody can sit around over the local network and play on their own switch, which is just awesome because that means everybody's playing. And I think, and we'll get into this a lot deeper, but I think that kind of breaks the barrier of, and is the ultimate couch co-op experience. Cause that's the reason that I love Diablo three. Cause I can sit down with my daughter. Uh, my wife will get into it every now and then, and we're playing on the same couch. But anyway, let's dive, you know, go ahead and you can also go right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can also, you can also play uh, same screen co-op. Yeah. So like you can you can snap off one controller and hand it to your friend and play right there. So that's that's dope. Yep. Um <clears throat> but yeah, moving into the main topic then. Just because we brought up co-op and and couch co-op and same screen co-op or network shared co-op or multiplayer based online co-op. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk about co-op games yep. and where they've gone and how they're coming back and we kind of wanted to, to list off our best ofs, all sorts of stuff. We wanted to talk about why it's better to play together. Yep. So you want to kick off the conversation? Yeah, I think this is a, you know, you're just a tad bit younger than I am. So, you know, you aren't necessarily yeah, like 30, 30 years, 30 yeah. years or so younger than me um, <laughs> is, is the theme of the night. Um, but I think what the, 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 the cool thing where this is nostalgic for me is because where I saw the rise of co-op, in all the way until where I was a senior in high school, and I think still the pinnacle of couch co-op, to, in my eyes, is Goldeneye uh, on the 64. Sure. I mean, we would spend sure. hours of hours of time just sitting around. Uh, I remember, you know, high school parties where my friends and I would just sit around, and then all of a sudden the party's going on around us, and somebody busts out an N64, and now there's a Goldeneye tournament happening uh, yeah. right there in the middle of the party. And they were um, always so heated. Always. No, nobody no you can't play odd yeah. job you can't play odd job no no odd job <laughs> i'm like come on just because yeah, odd man. jobs hitbox is like so tiny compared to everybody else's that doesn't mean you can't play it. well that wasn't even it it was the cursor like yeah was set on the head yep so if you played one shots you just had to shoot people you didn't mm-hmm. have to move the cursor it was yep. all twitch based 
Yep. But if you played this odd job, you had to aim down. Yep. Because he was too short. <laughs> <laughs> because you, yeah, he was like three feet tall instead of six, so yep. you would swing around and shoot over his head. Yep. It was phenomenal. It was great. It was so it good. It was very good. But I think, and then we saw this proliferation, and you saw all types of great co-op games. And I think you know, taking that another couple of years, you had the first Halo, which really brought multiplayer gaming in that capacity. PC always had multiplayer gaming in some way. Uh, but the first real thing that took it off and made it almost mainstream was that first Halo, right? And you're playing yeah. split screens, you're playing, you know, you're doing LAN parties. I remember in college, you know, getting three guys to bring over Xboxes and yeah. hooking them all up. And then we're going, you know, just going mad to town, just drinking beers and, you know, having a good oh, time. I'm, I wasn't LAN, drinking beers. LAN yeah. party. Well, I mean, you were like 10 at that point. Um, See, I, I, I actually <laughs> kind of was... Halo 1 came yep. out when? 2004? 2003? Yep. I was 12. <laughs> you were 12. That's right. So you weren't drinking beers, right? So I was... No, uh, I was yeah. That, uh, that's, oh, that's scary to think about that I'm actually that much older than you. But you'd never guess it by the... How, the, how the, old are you? Are you like 35? 37. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm pushing that big 4-0. We're getting close. <laughs> we're getting, if we're still doing Valley Board when I turn 40... Oof. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, hey gonna man. Do it, we're gonna do it big. As as a as a promise to you, we will have an episode for your fortieth birthday. Even even if we're not doing it anymore, we'll just <laughs> we'll just bring it. We'll back just pop. We'll just pop back in for the yeah, 40th we'll bring episode, it back. Forty year special. Um, but yeah, no, it's, we'll keep this going. We'll keep and, this going. Don't worry. And then and then keep it. You know, keeping that rolling is the interesting thing. And we started to see a break in it. Um, you know, the original Xbox and then the second Halo 2 came out and it really introduced that Xbox Live multiplayer. I remember that yep. everybody was so stoked about Halo 2 coming out, uh, at least amongst my friends and the guys I played with in college. And then all of a sudden, Halo 2 came out. We had Xbox Live uh, became a thing. And then it almost yep. disappeared from everybody's eyes. The, you know, Wait, the, what did? The, the couch co-op, right? All of a sudden, oh, you think it had? You think it ended in, as soon as Xbox? No, 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 Live no. Became... I'm just talking about the experience I had with my group of friends is oh, because we all yeah. had Xbox Live. So now there was not the reason. Now we could just sit back and there was no. Hey, what time are you getting online tonight to play? Okay, cool. And yeah, that, yeah, you could do it from home. That carried on and carried on, and I'd still have some friends that came over before I, you know, uh, before I had kids, and we'd do some, you know, local sessions or right after school, college ended, we'd do some local sessions. But it was not the same as what it was after that and i think we're starting to see a trend that you know we're starting to get to the other side of the you know or the pendulum starting to move out a little bit with uh or swing back yeah, to center back. a little bit where they're offering that i think you had games that did it really well like the borderland series i think it did co-op really well um always there was yep. a couple other call of duties um that had split screen and you could do some cool things uh i think what was it? Modern Warfare Three had the ability where you could play online co-op with a guest. Um, uh, in that, oh, well, Halo did that too, though. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Online co-op with it. A... Oh yeah, yeah. No, you could do. Oh man, I'm trying to think which Call of Duty did that because I think Modern Warfare Two was the one that had like Spec Ops, which was kind of like co-op, but not. It was like co-op scenarios, but not like campaign. Right, right, but they had the ability where you could actually bring a friend online on the same Xbox with you. Oh, yeah, no, that started with um, three with yeah. Call of Duty three because yeah. I remember playing Call of Duty three with a buddy at his house, and yeah. I didn't have an account. 
Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and and now so, it's Oh, go ahead. Now it's just back to how I mean, I think it's getting to the point where you're able to play, but I think the dominance of online gaming is affecting that a little bit. There's few and fewer and fewer games I think now. They're starting to come back a little bit more and we're starting to see equilibrium, but there's still fewer games coming out that offer it right out of the gate. Um but that begs yeah. the question, does every game, every multiplayer game need something like that? I don't think it does. Right. right. Um, well, I guess the, the bigger thing, though, is it's not it's not the multiplayer games that we're worried about. Right. That's not the things that we want to have same room stuff. It's this. it's the campaign. OK, this is my take then. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is this is my take. Uh, I love co-op for being able to share the story mode with somebody. Because a lot of the reason I think people don't play through campaigns much anymore is because you can't do that with your friends. Right. And everyone wants to play with their friends. Halo, the reason I loved Halo uh, wasn't just because of, like, you know, throwing land parties and, like, murdering each other in, in multiplayer. It was being able to play the campaign with two people in Halo 1 and Halo mm -hmm. 2 and then being able to play the campaign with four people in Halo 3. Yep. Um. And I think you could do four people in Halo Four if I don't if I remember correctly, and there was just like four Master Chiefs running around, which hmm, yeah, it's, it's annoying because <laughs> if you remember Halo Three, when you played four player co op, it was Chief. One person was Chief, one person was Arbiter, and then the other two were just random elites that were in Arbiter's posse. <laughs> That's right. Um, so everyone looked different, right? And then you get into Halo Four, and it's like, oh, there's four Master Chiefs. That's fine. Um, I guess there wasn't a story justification to have more people well, with then, Chief because he was marooned. Yeah, and then Halo 5 brought it back to you were playing. Yeah, Halo 5 is, yeah, there's four different people. It's yeah. two sets of four. Yep, two yeah, sets yeah. of four, which worked out great for Co-op. But I think that's interesting because you've but, got... But... Go ahead. No, no. Well, the, the, problem with, the problem with Halo 5 is that even though they brought, that, brought back that dynamic where you have different characters for four-player Co-op, mm -hmm. it was the first Halo without split screen co-op that's true and that was i don't think anybody heard that news and didn't go the fuck what because yeah. that, that's what halo was right mm -hmm. the halo was sit down and play the game with your friends uh and now you couldn't do it unless you were it literally makes co-op fifteen hundred dollars more expensive right right like everyone has to have an xbox one everybody has to have an xbox one you have to have a broadband internet connection and you have to have Xbox Live Gold. Xbox Live Gold. Um, which, yeah. you know, we can get into the different models between what oh, yeah, there's doing a, and what, so many different things. Uh, what yeah. uh, Xbox is doing, which hands down, Xbox wins that competition as far as I'm concerned. Um, in most cases, yes. In, yeah, in most cases from an online perspective. Um, the only thing I think the PlayStation has on it to sidetrack a little bit is that, like, Destiny alone, just Destiny. You can do a lot of Destiny stuff on PlayStation without a Plus subscription. Right. It's only like raids and multiplayer. You have to have a Plus subscription. Right. Everything else, you can just have an online, an internet connection on PlayStation, and you'll be able to play with people. But that's like Destiny only. There's only a few games that make that exception. Yeah, I think that's, just to keep with our sidebar, I think that's one of the, that is the main advantage, right? Is Sony did a good job of saying you don't necessarily have to have a PlayStation Plus subscription, you can still have a single-player experience. You're just not going to get the benefit of that co-op. I think, Actually, I think Diablo 3 is that way, too, on PlayStation. Um, 
if you don't hmm. have a plus subscription, you can play the single player because you're still able to authenticate into the Blizzard servers. You just can't join a multiplayer session. Oh, see, but like Destiny, it will let you play with people without a plus subscription. You just can't do like high level with people stuff. So you can't oh, do raids and multiplayer, but you can do like strikes with people. Oh, or you can oh. go through the campaign with people. Hmm. Um, and if anybody wants to fact check that you, and and say that we're wrong about it in the chat, let us know because I'm not entirely sure that's a hundred percent accurate. But there is stuff you can do with other people on PlayStation without a Plus subscription, but it's not everything. Right. You have to have a Plus subscription to do everything. Right. Sidebar, weird sidebar. Um, so I guess to get the conversation started, because co-op has gone a long way, whether it's couch co-op or or otherwise. Um, what are you brought up Goldeneye being like one of your fondest memories, but if we're going to go story-based co-op, what's your favorite experience that you shared in a campaign with one or three friends? Mm. So yeah, that's, there's a, I mean, there, there's a shit ton of them. Um, okay. Halo uh, would have to be, I think that first Halo, I there. remember uh, I still have a buddy that I get together with every now and then that I played ball with in college um, and we talk about, you know, those times, right? Cause we literally beat that campaign. Yeah. We play, we spent an entire weekend playing through it. Uh, and we did the full run. We beat it. We started Friday night and we did not stop playing until we beat it on legendary. Uh, yes. back to back, just destroying your own confidence. The all, whole time. <laughs> we did it on all difficulties in one run in one weekend. Man. Uh, it was a lot of Jaeger. It was a lot of Red Bull. Uh, it was Ugh. a lot of Keystone. This was in college, so we were we were more broke than we. No, were yeah, college. you were you were uh, drinking like assholes. Yeah, Yankee uh, bombs and Keystone Light. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think that was it. Halo Two, we did the same thing. Um, but I would have to, you know, probably one of the f- most fun I ever had in a co-op experience was um, was it Resident Evil Four that had uh, so the one that had um, Blondie and the, yeah, the no, black chick, was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was that one. I can't remember which. What's the series. blonde guy's name? Uh, Chris. Chris. Yeah. yeah. Um, May- Chris Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah, Chris Mayfield. I don't know. And I'm not. A, I'm not a Resident Evil fan. Yeah, so. I, but it was just because of the way that mechanic worked, um, where it wasn't a twitch shooter and it was over. It was you know Resident Evil. It was it was kind of a cool you know survivalist mechanic because you were always stripped of guns and ammo and you really had to play things smartly. Where you know a lot of the Halo instances, you could brute force your way through a little bit, um, and there, and then you know Diablo is still one of the you know, and then if we bring it back, Diablo is still um, one of my favorites just to do the campaign with. Um, Weird, I don't believe it. I don't believe that I've seen you put six hundred hours into that game. No, you I don't like Diablo. Way more than six hundred hours. Uh, oh, I know. I've seen six hundred hours. That means <laughs> all way, the other shit. Way more. Yeah. You would think for the amount of time that I have in that game, I would be ranked on some like leaderboard or something, but I don't. I've actually not played uh, in quite a while because I've had other distractions. But also, you're not a maniac. You don't play as much as the people that are on leaderboards. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, that's maybe reductive. They're not maniacs, but they're really, 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 really really big fans <laughs> no there's a couple of people i play and follow on twitch you know and i'll watch them play and that's you know all they play but these are the guys who are got huge tutorial pages on how to min max gear on every character and how to do the raid and how to do the you know the riffs and everything else and maximize your characters to a point where everything is just 
everything's copacetic. Yeah, everything is just it's the math problem that that game is is still just what keeps me coming back. Yeah, for sure. So if I had to go with my favorite co-op, I mean, I played Diablo 2 like crazy with my uncle. The problem is it was on a computer that couldn't play it. Yeah, believe that. In 2012, a computer that couldn't play Diablo 2. Um, that's okay. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter at all. Um, but uh, after after that, and I wouldn't even put that in my top five. I just had to bring up Diablo so I could earn some brownie points with you. Um, the Because I haven't played Diablo 3. You're going to hate me. I haven't played Diablo 3. I, I played it for like... Played. I played it for like no see I played it for like six or eight hours but every time I did like people you know I was working a job that didn't let me play a long time or something like that right and I would play for a couple of nights or like a weekend and you know our Xbox group Odin gets too dedicated to shit and four days later he's like beating the game and built a huge base and I'm like what yep. the f- I don't fuck and I yep. just don't go back um so I want to get into that that same thing happened to me with Borderlands 2 I played maybe 10 to 12 hours of Borderlands 2 and never got past it because I was in college and like finals came up and I missed, you know, a week of playing and not even the whole week, just like three or four days out of the seven. And when I came back, everyone was 20 levels higher than me. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. I think that's yeah. If there wasn't, I'd say let's uh, the next season for Diablo is supposed to start up here in a month or two. I was going to say we should go and uh, we should go and check that out. And uh, <laughs> you think we're gonna have time in a month, dude? Right, but then I was like, mm, in a month? Oh no, that's, yeah. that's just not gonna work. We'll really we'll do it next summer when there's not shit else going on because, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, video game companies don't know how to release games when nothing's going on. Um, sorry, that wasn't. There was a lot of anger and spite there, in the way was. I said that. You, you were very <laughs> angry about that. I was very salty. Um. So, sorry, back to co-op experiences that I love. The first one I think of, and I don't know if this means it's my favorite, but the first one I think of is Splinter Cell Convictions co-op. Did mm-hmm. you play that at all? Yep, I did. Because you play two agents, Archer and... Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Archer and... Kessel? Uh... Fuck. What's the Russian guy's name? It's not Kremlin. That's too dumb. The Kremlin is a uh... building. Yeah, it's not Kremlin because that's that's too that's too easy. Um, Archer and Kestrel, Kestrel, K E S T R E L. Yep. Um, you play as two agents, which is dope. I love the like. It's not Sam Fisher and Sam Fisher, and on top of that, the co-op campaign is not the main campaign. It's a prequel yep. to Splinter Cell Conviction. Yep. You play like third echelon agents getting the EMPs that are used in the campaign. Yep. It's fucking great. Yep. And spoilers, because this game's like mm, nine years old, so get over it. Yeah, if you haven't played that uh, now, you're not going to Yeah, it came out, in two, like, came out in 2011. It's like eight years old. Yep. Um, at Seven. the end of the campaign... Math. Fuck it, I'm bad at math, all right? Leave me alone. <laughs> no, at the end of that campaign... Wis- wisdom, uh, wisdom comes with age. I get it. Yeah, I'm never gonna be good at math though. I'm just I've already I've already set myself. I'm not I'm not setting myself up for that disappointment thinking I'm gonna get better at that. Um anyway, at the end of that campaign, the guy that's employing you um tells you he doesn't have enough money to pay both of you. So you're in the in the cargo bay of a giant C one thirty and it turns player one against player two. Mm-hmm. And you have to kill the other player, and it's so good. Yeah. Um, I remember I playing. That. I remember playing that, and the buddy that I played it with, we did like he didn't see it coming, 
at all. And I remember. Oh, so you just like walk up to him and murdered him? Yeah, he didn't see it coming at all. And I kind of had a feeling it was going that way. So I already yeah. had my gun trained on him. Um, you know, or I was, I had my character oh. positioned in such a way so that right when it turned, right when it came on, I just was like, yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> yeah, you were just like, sorry, this is how it works. This is, yep. I'm, I'm, I know how this works. Yep. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. You're going to die. That game, it was great. Cause yeah, it did. It taught you. It's kind of like Sea of Thieves, I think, makes people feel where, like, several times in Sea of Thieves, I've been like, we've been helping somebody, but they've been by themselves, and I've been like, we should kill this motherfucker. And everyone in the group's like, no, that's mean. And then that person betrays us, and I'm like, I was right. See, I was right. Splinter Cell did that. It was See, like, now that I feel like I'm going to have to turn on this guy, so I'm just going to get ready for it. And then when the game does that... At once, you feel, like, proud of yourself for guessing, and at the same time, you're also kind of like, yo, I'm a bad person, because I knew that was coming, <laughs> right? You kind of feel bad for your brain being in that place? No, I think it's... I, I think that's an interesting... I think that's an interesting point to talk about, is, you know, you've got these organic experience, these organic co-op experiences that aren't scripted anymore, right? And I think that's kind of where there's a lot of games like that that are coming out, right? Where you have your... Yeah. You have your very scripted co-op games, your Halos. We haven't even mentioned Gears of War yet, which I still think from day one, yep. every single campaign has had a co-op experience. It started with, uh, you know, it started with a one-player, or it started with a two-player co-op experience, and then eventually, I think after, I think it was the third game, where we got uh, finally got the four player, um, and that is um, still yes. that's still one of the strongest co op experiences, and I think that's just because the game lends itself with the cover mechanic uh, to that. Uh, and then we also haven't touched on the additions of you know firefight modes and stuff like that. I think um, we'll we'll get to that, um, but that's a mm -hmm. really interesting take on this co op world where you you're in a server with a bunch of people with you know, and you just kind of run into somebody, um, you know, and then you just kind of run into somebody, you help them out, and then you have this choice. Okay, we just helped this guy. They helped us do this. Now, are we going to be the proverbial internet dick and take what? Yeah, are we going to are we going to troll them or are we going to be okay? Yeah, are we going to be okay with them? I remember there was a the Conan yeah. MMO. Um, there was a point where you could help somebody out. Uh, and then drop from the party immediately, and the, the mission kind of ended on a bridge, uh, and then you could push him off the bridge, um, which I did a whole bunch of times just because I, oh. I was in a weird place in my life at that point. Um, <laughs> and I just was, like, pushing people it was, off bridges. It was dark. Yeah, it was, it was dark. real dark, man, right? Um, but, yeah, I think that's a – and I think we're going to see – I think Sea of Thieves, while it's a, it's a great game, has opened up a new way to think about co-op where you don't have – these scripted experiences, you go to the scripted experience in the island uh, or on the, you know, on the place where you're, are you okay over there? You look like you're going to, you look like you're about to No, die. no, I, uh, I may have choked on my own spit a little okay, bit. Okay, got it. But I had uh, the, I had the diaphragm strength to mute my microphone. Yeah, there you go. Right. I was like, Ugh. that's a, that's a good radio visual there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, all y'all watching got to see it, but didn't need to hear it because <laughs> I'm a professional. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's a, it's a super interesting take on these open world co-op adventures. I think I would love to see Bethesda do that. And we're going to get that. And I think we're going to start to get that in fallout, but the next elder scrolls, whenever that drops, I would love to see a yeah. co-op oh, experience. Next, oh yeah. You're so right. Drop dude. in, drop out where all of a sudden you don't have, maybe it's like 
oh shit, here's this giant ass mega dragon, and you like shoot a fire I arrow need, in there help. or something like that. And we're gonna start this. We see that a little bit. What was it in Monster Hunter World, right? Where you can shoot up a flare, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's, it's people show up. All of a sudden, your your instance becomes open to. Uh, whoever wants to respond to that. I think we're going to start to see really, yeah. and that's not something unique to Monster Hunter World. That's always how Monster Hunters work. Um, but I think we're going to start to okay. see more. I didn't know that. Yeah, unique experiences like that where it's not necessarily, am I, oh shit, let me, let me run away, see who's online. Let me open this up and see who's will, who's ready to hop in. Uh, I think that's just really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, Monster Hunter was definitely cool because it was a system that, allowed people to troll you right that's not true there is one way they could do it and it's real shitty but right uh i remember we were playing once and ben killed something and then the person that was with us hit him repeatedly while he tried to get this the, the materials from the thing we killed when the you know did you play monster hunter yeah you know at the end when it's like doing a little credit scene and it's counting down until you leave mm-hmm. And you can like get your supplies off the carcass you just killed yep. in, in that 30 seconds. Well, if you get hit by a teammate, it interrupts that animation. Yep. So I remember there was a time when a guy who joined his game just kept hitting him. So yep. he couldn't get any resources. Yeah. What a, uh, which is shitty as hell. Dick, dick move. I remember yeah, the first, one of the first uh, runs I did on Sea of Thieves, we uh, locked, we, we went to the table and locked one of my buddies in the brig. Um, and then left him on the ship and he couldn't get oh, out. Oh, and they're just, they're just stuck there. Yeah. There's uh, no but, way out of that. But he got us back cause we got back to town. We finally voted him out and then he just took the ship and ran off <laughs> and said, there you go. Off. Game over. Oh, well, we don't have a boat anymore, but that's such a cool, that's such a cool mechanic. And I think we're going to start to see a lot. I mean, Borderlands did a great job with drop in, drop out. You could, if your buddies were online, you could just jump into their game. Uh, and you had and Borderlands own- was one of the, the first ones. I remember them like, actively saying like a friend has joined the beasts of this land have grown stronger right like the game tailored itself to how many people you were playing with yeah totally and i think it still does that and i'm you know i know gamescom is next week and hopefully we'll get a a borderlands announcement oof man i feel like that's a stretch but at the same time like why the fuck not yeah i mean where is it yeah it's got it i mean gearbox is working on it and i would love to see and they're being very tight we got some movie news this week uh, about the Borderlands movie. Really? Yeah, it was really kind of loose sketches that just kind of circulated the internet. Man, whoever runs their Twitter trolls the fuck out of yes, people. Yes, they do. And I hope Randy Pitchford is paying them very, very well because they are great at it. Well, he's, a, he, he's a troll too. No, I know he is. I know not he like is. a bad troll. I it's, need to emphasize. He's not like a, a Reddit troll. Like people are like, yo, are you making Borderlands 3? And he's like, 2k america is not making another borderlands game and then 2k australia makes handsome collection right like he just teases with people's emotions like crazy and i love it it's great oh, the handsome collection i every i see it on my you know every now and then i'll go back and look at my uh ready to install list on xbox and i see that and i'm like ah, i really just kind of want to install that game again and just go back and play it yo, it's so good yeah i had a i had a buddy last night that was like yo just get the handsome collection we'll play borderlands 2 because you know i never beat it and uh, I was like, I think the guy I'm game sharing with has it, so I'll do that. Odin doesn't have it, so that's sad. But you know, uh, I was like, I'll buy it. It's gonna be like thirty bucks. It's sixty bucks yeah, right it's now. Still sixty bucks. Absurd. But it's what the six, it's no, worth sixty dollars. Well, the sixty dollar <laughs> version, the sixty dollar version comes with everything. It comes with all the expansions too. 
No, just just the plain base handsome collection comes with everything. The fact that it's sixty dollars is because it's three games and two Ks. Just like, eh, it's been out three years, but it's still three games. For real, I'm not even kidding. Like, the base if- game comes with all this shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like. Well, it sounded like you said if you if you pay the full price, you get everything. If if you get it on sale, you still get everything. Right, right, right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Sorry. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm yeah, saying? No, I got you. I'm good. good. I'm I'm with you now. Um, I'm trying to think of another co-op experience because I don't want to like Splinter Cell Conviction is my jam, and I think anybody who knows me knows that I think that, <laughs> and I'm sure they're tired of me being like, oh my god. You remember in the group chat when I found out Conviction was like on was backwards compatible? Yep. And I bought it within 30 seconds of learning it, and I played it for like five straight days. Yep. Um, I've beaten it twice since then because that game is so fucking good. It's so good. See? Look at I See? I do this. I just ramble about Splinter Cell. That's fine. Um, I go on about the album. Oh, my God. Gamescom. What if we get a Splinter Cell announcement? I, I, it... Sorry. I'm, I'm too emotionally tied to this. Tom Hardy is going to play. See? I can't. All right. Does we got to move past Cell, Splinter Cell. Eric. Does Microsoft have a Gamescom show? Teed up? Uh, Ubisoft's going to have some stuff going on. Oh, yeah, on. yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting that's a Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, joint. It is. <laughs> Ubisoft joint. I love it. No, um, I can't. There's got to be other stuff, right? I remember. Well, like, let's go through moments. If we can't think of. If, and this is just because I can't think of like a, a full experience right now. Well, let's think of moments. I remember. The Halo, the Halo Three is huge. The Halo games are huge, right? Um, you're right. It's all right. My wife just dropped a mug. We're good. It didn't break. We're fine. No, um, the Halo games in co-op were huge. We mentioned this already, but I specifically remember like the emotion I felt beating Halo Three with Sergeant Sodium, who's in the chat right now. Um, Sodium and I beat Halo Three at my wife's house when we were in high school, and like. <laughs> Yeah, dude, this is a fucking moment. I remember this really well because I've I read all the books because I'm a huge nerd. I was I'm all in the Halo. I've read almost all the books that exist. And so, spoiler alert, whatever. It's this is pre 2010. Get over it. Um, at the end of Halo Three, it ends almost just like Halo One, right? So you're playing co-op and you're driving a Jeep as the Halo rings exploding and like you're trying to get out. And when you get on the ship and they punch the then they punch the the hyperspace drive, the slip space drive. Sorry, um, the ship's like systems are failing, and the slip space portal dies yep. halfway through the ship and leaves Chief just like in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then the game fucking ends with his funeral on Earth, and oh, me and Ryan were just like, "I know, I remember. oh my god!" <laughs> my buddy and I were like pouring beers out in our apartment living room. It was just like <laughs> yeah, just pouring like, a forty out on the yeah, sidewalk. What, like, what the hell just happened? Like that's and then Man. it was just and then we were just like oh wow what a way what a way to end that trilogy after the oh, you know, debacle yeah. what a way to end that trilogy after the debacle of the the second game and not that the second game was a debacle I think it was just no just the ending that. was a really bad cock tease yeah, yeah. <laughs> the end uh, of that game was like wait that's it yeah it might, holy it just, shit yep yep. Sorry, after the credits of Halo 3, you also find, like, it, it goes back to the interior of that ship, and you find out Chief didn't die. Yep. And then Cortana, he gets in the cryopod, and Cortana's like, just stay here, I'll watch the ship, and then Chief says, wake you, wake me when you need me. Huh. Oh, so huh. 
And then we didn't get a Halo game with Master Chief in it for five fucking years. But we got ODST after that, which I think <sighs> introduced one of the coolest co-op experiences that I have in my in, yeah, dude. In firefight. It was such because that was before horde, horde mode in um, horde mode was because of firefight for, right. sure, for um, sure in uh, in gears. And man, was that fun. It, and it was and Mike, that's just Microsoft knocking it out of the park, it's right? It's just a simple concept. Um, yeah, you know, that was back when Bungie was doing Bungie still, you know, was still actually, no, but I mean, like, that, that's 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 yeah, Microsoft right. having two exclusives that are like revolution. Yeah. Rev, what am I trying to say? Revolutionizing, yeah, the way cooperative yeah. multiplayer works, yeah. And I think that's uh, I think that's a that was just awesome because I remember playing it and it was such a cool experience because it wasn't like, oh, now you're this overpower Spartan. Nope. No, you have a health bar and you're fighting you're, brutes that are clearly you're, you're, towering you're, over you. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a regular human soldier, right? You're the guys in the rest of the Halo franchise. Uh, you're basically the guy with a red shirt on a Star Trek away party, right? You're, you're going to die in the Halo universe. <laughs> yeah, you're the cannon, you're the cannon fodder. Yeah. Um, and it's just so cool. Um, and, and the mechanics in that game. And of course, you know, Buck. With Yo, Nathan do you remember Hill. how that game starts when you play co-op? Mm-hmm. Because it's you know you're you're falling in your drop pod, and then the ship from Halo Two that leaves New Mombasa yep. jumps and it like fucks up the city. Yep. And your so two good. pods are like your two pods. If you're playing co-op, the other player's pods on the other side of it's yep. it's in a random spot. So good. So you don't wake up in the same place. You have to fucking find it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it was dude. So much fun. Uh, it's just excellent. You know the way that they, uh, the way that they scripted that was just phenomenal. Halo. If, if there's anything you learn, if there's another thing you learn, podcast, it's that Halo has been doing co-op so well for so long. That's why people were so disappointed with Halo Five. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, four-player co-op was still great in that game, but it lacked split-screen, and it lacked those like story moments, right? Because yeah, it was cool playing as you know Tanaka and mm-hmm. Fred and <sighs> Tanaka Buck. Lock and then I don't remember the fourth person in the the no, Spartan team. Not memorable. And then and and then I remember blue team with Chief because I've read all the books and I'm a nerd. When you've got Fred, Linda, uh, mm-hmm. Chief, and Kelly, like oh, I love so I lo- fucking good. I just just pointing out real quick the the, the the dichotomy in the names there. You've got Lock, Tanaka, Buck, and then. You jump over to Master Fred, Chief Linda, Fred, Kelly, Lindy, and John, Kella, and John, <laughs> and it's just like, hmm. All right, uh, I understand. Yeah. I understand why they gave them. Yeah. The really, not nobody who's named Fred or John. I, I'm saying you're a generic person. It was just you know those when you think about it are pretty generic, uh, you know, run of the mill names. Um, <laughs> but it's just like it was just it was funny because I haven't I hadn't read any of the books up to that point. Uh, so yeah, it's just like oh, okay, cool. Now I get. Uh, it. Well, yeah, and there, you know, the the Spartan man, little bit of little bit of background. The Spartan program was like six year olds that were kidnapped from their home, so the military gave them shitty ass names like right. Fred, John, Linda, Kelly, Kurt, Sam. Like they're all just like plain ass names. But yeah, uh, the fourth character on Locke's team is Vale. By the way, got it. Vale, Tanaka, Locke, and Buck. And uh, you started to say this, and I interrupted you because I'm a bad person. But Buck from Halo Six is the same Buck. Buck from ODST. Mm-hmm. 
which is Nathan Fillion, which God, that guy needs to be Nathan Drake, but that's a completely different conversation. Um, the guy's just amazing. It's so good. It's so good. Um, hey, babe, can you be a little quieter? He needs to be. He needs. To, <laughs> he needs to be. He needs to be the. He needs to be the first guest on our podcast. I'm just. I'm gonna throw it out there. Oh my Twitter. god. I'm gonna throw it out there. On we, hey, Nathan Fillion. That happened. Hey, Nathan Ugh. Fillion. Do you want it? Well, it's funny because my uh, a quick side. My son is like totally obsessed. Absolutely obsessed with dinosaurs in every way possible. Um, Who, what kid isn't man that's awesome no no, no but I, to the point where a three-year-old knows you could point at a dinosaur and he will tell you the actual name of it not like dinosaur he will look that's at you and say that's a velociraptor uh and he's got his three little raptors that he fought you know he acts like chris pratt and so i tweeted at chris pratt the other day hey if you happen to be uh in my neighborhood on this date would love for you to swing by no response um but yeah. oh, <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to say something awesome yeah and you were just like oh no, no response all good oh boring all, good. all right <laughs> let's, awesome. bring, let's bring it back bring it back to the topic yeah let's bring it back so we are so that's the that's the thing co-op's been missing right so you're i think you're absolutely right once multiplayer became a thing we started to see sorry once online multiplayer yep. became a thing the launch of Xbox Live, followed by what did PlayStation Two call their online? Did they even call it anything? Mm. It was just online because it was started on PS Two. Well, see, and I literally never did it. Yeah, you got to remember because PS Two was weird, right? Because when the Xbox launched, it was a big deal that Xbox was launching with a Nick card in it, right? It had yeah. built in. It was it was ready. Yeah, it was to ready go. to go. Um, where PlayStation that you had to buy that, and I remember because I bought I started playing Final Fantasy XI on P- PS2 first, um, and I had to go out and you bought Final Fantasy XI. That's the MMO. Oh you, yeah, you, I was trying to figure out which one. You that bought was. it with the package. The only way to buy that game initially was to buy it with the giant ass network adapter that you plugged into that expansion slot on the back. Gross. Um, and I remember because I bought that, and then I bought the. Uh, I think it was a SOCOM sequel, if I'm remembering. Uh, oh, SOCOM, son of a bitch. Yeah, it, it was Those not as great. yeah, but it was not as good as the original SOCOM. Um, but it was SOCOM still, three you, was the last good SOCOM. Yeah, so you had to buy this giant ass thing that plugged into the back of your PS2, uh, and it was just it was crazy because the original launch of Final Fantasy XI was a hundred dollars because of that, or hundred and fifty dollars because of that thing. Um, but yeah, it's it. I anyway. Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack your point. You were no, you're that. good. You're good. Um, uh, oh, now you don't. Awkward remember. pause. Awkward pause. Awkward pause. No, I remember. Please. I just said oh the same time as you. So I... please, please hold. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Pregnant pause. No. Um, what I was bringing up is that like, as soon as live launched for the big two at the time, and then moved into full production with the 360 and the PS3. I think the beginning of 360 and PS3 were still very couch co-op and like play together because that's the way to do it because Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus were in their infancy, right? But as soon as they started getting stuff done and getting people aware, you know, spreading that awareness that like, you know, you can do almost literally all the same stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't have to like bring all your shit to someone's house or you don't have to, you don't have to leave home. You can do it from your couch. Yep. It's like a couch co-op, but on your own couch, which is like, I mean, it's, 
it's cool. And for people that just didn't have the ability to hang out with friends or that moved away from their friends, it was great. But what I think happened, and you've mentioned this a little bit in your comments earlier, is that this, the, the industry started moving towards doing things that were more difficult to do on the same screen, right? Yep. One of the biggest reasons that, oh, what was the game? What became well, I mean, Halo, it, Halo Reach looked different when yeah, you played split it becomes a It becomes a system you're, resource thing, right? Now you're rendering two views. For, exactly. You're trying to keep shit together. For two things. And first-person shooters, which are super intensive um are super intensive uh on a game console processor and things like that you just didn't have the processing resources of the 360 even xbox one mm. and ps4 still have some uh still have some struggle when you're doing it which is why you're seeing games like diablo and like top-down isometric games because they're rendering everything at, you know in the cell yeah uh inside of the contained camera view of the game uh, tend to lean a little bit more towards that. Yeah, and I remember like the draw distance in Halo Reach when Dropped you played exponentially. Oh man, yeah, you couldn't see very far at all, which is fine because people didn't shoot. It's not Battlefield; you don't get hit from right. 100 meters away. Um, but yeah, that draw distance went down. And um, Mer- do you remember playing Mercenaries Two? Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that's a Ryan. We played the fuck out of that too. If you're still, if Sarge is still in the chat, we played the fuck out of Mercenaries Two in my bedroom when he lived with me in in high school like that shit was super good mm-hmm. um but when you played co-op like you noticed the ai was a little more stupid <laughs> yeah um but it was the same thing with the uh the ghost recon that was out on xbox uh the original xbox um oh uh, yeah was yeah, yeah. uh you would i had a couple buddies would come over and they would play Uh, That's all they would want to play. And I remember playing that game like, oh, man, this was so good. Uh, This is before they made the jump to third person uh, in the Ghost Recon games. And we would play that game. And the AI just became, with three of us, um, (laughs) the AI would just become, (laughs) I mean, borderline just, they were basically just cardboard cutouts. Remedial. Yeah, we would have the game on hard and run into a compound without any type of scouting or anything. And it was just oh and yeah their snap aim difference is like if it's one person they're like hey and if it's three people they're like huh hey (laughs) so Uh, you can like sneeze and then back out of the room and no one notices yep yeah um so yeah as games got more complex because the 360 aged and people started doing more of that um the it it made co-op just harder to do because like you said, it became a, an, a system of ma- managing the system's resources. Yeah, and it became, and that's why I think we're seeing the rot. And that's why we started to see the rise of multiplayer co-op. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, some games in re- recent memory. There's a ton of good one, like, uh, the second Yarny, a game. Um, yeah. Unravel two. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you can oh, you only ever remember Yarny. And yeah, I only, yeah. Um, unravel two. And then what was the damn prison game? Uh, uh, a way out a way out yeah which was a phenomenal co-op experience super uh, good because you're actually on like watching your friend on the other screen and the only way to do it was split screen which was awesome uh, yeah you could not play that game any uh, other way yeah and i think you know the chat brings up the the army of two series which i think was another phenomenal game um hold on 
Army of Two was only good for games one and two. I said right. only. It's mostly good. Right. Ryan and I, uh, I, sorry, me and Ryan played a lot of shit together. Right, but it's uh, we played ta- Devil's Cartel together, and that game fucking sucked. No, that but game. Sorry, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of great experiences, and there's a lot of mediocre experiences, and a lot of terrible experiences. Right, where the systems are just not implemented. And I think Army of yeah. Two was an interesting concept. Same thing with Kane and Lynch. Right, it was they weren't great games. But they were still holy shit, yeah. The, I still think the characters were super interesting because they were very much like, um, uh, yeah. They, Kane and Lynch reminded me very much of uh, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino's characters from the original Dusk Till Dawn movie, uh, where you had yeah. this, you had this very controlled killer, and then you had his brother who was just this, and not that Kane and Lynch are related, but this other guy who was just an absolute psychopath. Uh, yeah, it was way. like Pacino and De Niro in. Uh, oh fuck! What's that movie with the two of them where they're Heat. on opposite sides of the law? Heat. Is it Heat? Yeah. Is it the one where they have the giant gunfight in the middle of the city? Yeah. But Fucking so good. Yeah, I don't know if I would consider both either one of them psychos. <sighs> no, 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 no. But like that dynamic of like. Oh, gotcha. Of like just two seasons don't give a fucks God, in, in a good. in a room together. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, so good. That's what I call. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call my barbecue place. Seasoned don't give a fuck. Seasoned don't um, give a fucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the, here's the thing. You brought up, you know, there's there's good, there's great, there's good, there's mediocre, and there's bad co-op experiences. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Like even a mediocre to bad co-op experience, like I was saying when Sarge when Sarge of Sodium and I played through Army of Two Devils Cartel because we loved the first two Army of Two games and hated it we still beat it mm-hmm. right we played all the way through it in like two nights because we were like the, what i'm what i'm trying to get at is that like a mediocre or bad co-op experience is still better than a media it's it's better than a mediocre single player experience i completely agree with you and i think but that's not because of the gameplay it's because of the shared experience of the game right exactly I exactly will- personally i always have i when i think back of my l- long gaming history right um the most the the best experiences i have come when either there's someone on the other end of the mic or there's someone sitting next to me on the couch no matter what the game is and we're both just sitting there going holy shit and then there's that shared sense of accomplishment um i remember when my, yeah. you know going back to that story i told about the original halo when we beat that game on legendary i mean it was 6 a.m. we walked oh out, heavy yeah we dude. we, we yeah. walked out after a 36 hour play session, we walked out of my apartment, opened the door. The sun was rising. We were still drinking. <laughs> we just sat there Man. on my apartment balcony and watched the sunrise talking about what we just did. And I think that's Which Halo was it. You did that on the first, like that one. Specific the first, the first Halo. Fuck me, dude. Yeah, it was, it was the it, first Halo is legit. Still one of the best shooters ever. Absolutely. Um, and it wasn't, and we did it before the Xbox, the small one came out. I mean, we did it on the Duke, you know, it oh, was, you did it on the, the fucking, it was, the brick it, yeah, it was, it, you know, our hands, like, I remember like having problems, you know, moving my pinkies, my pinky and my ring finger to pick yeah. up something. I had this cl- hook claw. Um, but yeah, it was just this unbelievable. I mean, we still talk about it to this day um whenever we get together uh those experiences we had i think that's what makes even a mediocre experience um even a mediocre gameplay experience better and why 
I enjoy like you and I have had those shared experiences too, where we've been going through a game and it's like, Oh shit. Did you just see that? Um, like sea of thieves yep. or you know, a little bit, we played that. And then, uh, Destiny. Oh, that's, that's, that's a huge reason I like PUBG. Yeah. Um, like there's no story to that, but like just you and me or you, me and Sarge or you, me, Sarge and Panda mm-hmm. or any mix of those or any mix of the three of you, honestly, for me playing with you guys is like playing with a second, the second half of my brain. Right. right. Like, we walk into a place and we're like, I'm going to check here. You check here. Cool. And like the whole conversation is done like, uh, oh, this is a sidetrack, but to hear me out, remember how much shit people gave Ubisoft for the fake in-game banter they've made for the division one. Right. That's how we fucking talk. Well, it's, a, it's and like, it's hard for me to like get across to people that are like, I don't want any more fake party chat. Like, no, that's only fake party chat. Cause you aren't, as nerdy as me and my friends because right. like we're like it's... i'm gonna check this building to the nine o'clock and uh all right cool right and, and like, i think we don't we don't get excited we, we just like talk straight low. yeah i think i think that's a lot of just internet people just talking shit but also it yeah that's with, the internet you know we've been playing <laughs> you know you sarge and i and panda and some other people in the chat and then you know other friends we play with in our xbox group and even some of my friends on pc we've all been playing games together now i mean there are guys that i've been playing games with since the day xbox live launched yeah, right. that's amazing. That. Um, and, and that's me, me and you, me, you, and and Ryan have been playing together since Bad Company Two, which yep. was fucking nine ages, years ago. Ages ago. Um, yeah, it was so, two thousand. It was two thousand nine. Yep. It's been nine years. It's crazy. And when and when we were playing Bad Company Two, and I feel God, bad for the rest so of the good. chat. I feel bad for the rest of the chat because we're only talking about Sarge, but no one else is talking. So like, come on, guys. Anyway, no, light it, light there were up. times. There were times where like. You and I don't know if you remember St. Mark. I don't know. I haven't yep. played with him in mm-hmm. ages, but like you and St. Mark would be sniping while Ryan and I are moving up on a point on Arica Harbor, the yep. to this day one of the best maps. Totally. And I remember moments of like climbing a staircase and a body like falling down the yeah, stairs like, as we're going up because yep. y'all are like, we're and you guys would just be like, roof's clear. Yep, we're good. <laughs> we're y'all like, y'all go ahead. Oh, we're so good at this game. <laughs> y'all go ahead. Or I would, or I would use that ridiculous tool that the recod guys had in. Uh, oh, and call in down Bedford. fucking mortar strike. Yeah, the mortar strike. That was no. just so broken in every way. In that we game. talked about. I think Ryan and I talked about this recently with somebody. Like, we were playing. Oh, that's what it was. We were playing PUBG, and I was like, "Man, I wish I had binoculars. Like, I mm-hmm. wish they gave you binoculars in that game." Yep. Just, just so you can see far. But like, the thought of binoculars in a shooter was instantly like, "Yo, remember." Bad Company 2 when you could call in a mortar strike yep. with your binoculars. Totally. Remember when you did it in a bush and the game would register the mortar strike on the bush you were sitting in? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, oh, fuck, damn it, Oops. damn it. Whoops. Whoops. Run out of it. Whoops. Oh, God, run away. That's like, so good. That's like throwing a grenade in PUBG, which I still have yet to master and bouncing off the side of a building. I'm like, guys, run away. Yeah. Run away quickly. Um, yeah, and it like lands in your friend's lap before you can tell him to hide. But yeah, like, I think Sorry. I think we're going to continue to see that and that's where it comes in. I'm, I'm super excited. Not, not only for, you know, we got fallout 76, which I think is going to be a cool co-op experience. Um, but then, you know, moving into next year with the division two and Anthem where Anthem is going to be a strictly type. And I'm not, I'm taking competitive multiplayer out of it because the division two, even though they've yet to talk about it, will have some sort of competitive multiplayer experience. Of course. Uh, but like Anthem, they've said there is no competitive multiplayer, which I like because they're that means yeah. they, that means they don't have to worry about balancing issues, um, which comes with that type of experience. Um, yeah. 
where it is going to be just a straight storyline. And as long as Bioware can keep up with that need for new experiences, um, you know, and I don't mind the grind. Don't get me wrong. Um, the grind experience, as long as it's rewarding each time, you know, we can. Yo, by. that needs to be our next. That needs to be our next bounty board T-shirt. Don't, don't mind, mind the grind. I like that. It's so it. good. It is. Don't mind the grind. <laughs> Copyright bounty board. 2018. Yeah, don't mind the grind, and it's got to have like an XP bar that's got like the littlest amount of progress mm-hmm. and a huge fucking blank. Yep. Um, yeah, I dig it. I love the, this. I'm the interesting thing is, is while we're starting to see this experience come into a breadth of games, uh, it, it reminds me of, you know, I'm watching one of the ultimate, a lot of my people I follow on Twitch right now, I'm watching one of the ultimate co-op experiences in world of warcraft right mmos have been doing this co-op experience thing online longer than anybody right except um, for D. well online longer than anybody anybody but D. Oh, okay online. sorry i was not, just trying to be an asshole and i yeah, dropped yeah, the ball yeah, I, I got it i'm not <laughs> talking about ta- <laughs> we can have a tabletop podcast but fuck me yeah we can we need but, to do that next but my point is is you know if you think about co- co-op and community in in the digital realm right you go back to yeah. ultima and there was you know still while it wasn't like what a world the scale of what a world of warcraft is or black desert online or an arc age or uh you know final fantasy 14 final fantasy 11 those games are all about co-op um and yeah all about it you know and there are still perfect i mean you don't hear them they don't get much play but there are sponsored professional world of warcraft players to go and get world firsts and that's what they're sponsored to do because their guilds are powerful enough and strong enough that they go and they beat all the raids and get world first or they do competitive uh pvp in world of warcraft and it's just crazy to watch that and i think that's that's pretty cool and we're starting to see some of that bleed over into the more scripted singular experiences which is what i hope we get out of anthem yeah and uh so i guess the the conversation then in in terms of where co-op is now we right right we saw this Ooh, talking too fast. We saw this this Easy. drop off of you know same screen local in the room hanging out on the couch co op, and then as that bottomed out, uh, it also dragged on online co op with it. Right, you mm-hmm. had, and uh, that's down to the system restriction stuff. Right, because even if you're not playing on the same screen, once they got to the level they got to you would still have a game that needed to com- compute all of this information for like four people. Like if you play Destiny at times now and you're in like the open world and you do a public event and there's like four or five, six people there doing shit, there's times where the frame rate just tanks. Right. Because there's so much stuff going on on screen. Now I haven't done that with an Xbox One X yet. And I'm sure that like that doesn't happen as much because the X is so much more powerful. But no, it still happened because I remember there were instances when I got mine and I was still playing Destiny Two, um, and I would do public events and it, there was there was still a little bit of choke because there are so many particle effects and there's so much going on on that. It's not as bad as it was on the original Xbox, um, yeah. But it's still a system thing. I don't get that on my PC nearly as much. Um, but I think that's yeah, just but PC is also yeah that's you know you know you've got I, all that stuff yeah there's a, there's a difference there and PC is upgradable and um you know where we, that's a different podcast on where we think the next generation consoles is going to go um, yeah and it but what 
but what I was oh sorry I cut you off go ahead no I was just gonna say the gap's gonna widen even further for PC gamers next week when the uh, 2000 series of Nvidia cards are actually announced at Gamecom um, because that is gonna yeah. be some of the early specs on those things and what they're doing with them is who I I'm most excited just to side to our real quick is they're all coming with the standard VR jack that the industry has settled on. So now every one of those cards, you're going to be able to plug a virtual headset into yeah, without having to have be... adapters or things like that. So I think that's cool. We, we need to have that. We need to get that episode of uh, the virtual reality episode going where we invite our, our special friend Odin on uh, to discuss with us. Yeah. Cause I don't have enough experience to just hold it. I'll hold the conversation for, you know, our whole 90 minutes. Um, I think you do. I think you do. But yeah, perhaps. Um, but what I what I was getting at with the you know the the rise and fall of co-op is that I think in the last I don't know I would even argue that like from the beginning of the this current generation maybe a year in so 2014 maybe two years in 2015 if we're if we're gonna be if we're gonna make sure we're safe on covering our bases starting 2015 right mm-hmm. you've got games starting to come back that. And I, I still feel to this day a lot of a lot of games progress can be attributed to indie games that were successful enough that AAA games went, oh shit, people do want that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, indie games that inspired things like Child of Light, where a couple of studios made a small like original Final Fantasy style God, combat, so good. Uh, yeah, and then like a guy at Ubisoft was like, "Can I take like twelve people and make this game based on a five hundred page poem I wrote for my daughter?" And Ubisoft was like, "Yeah, because that's fucking sick. Do yep. it." Um, I think that indie games started doing couch co op again, and now big games are going oh because you know people complained for years when they stopped doing it that they wanted it back, and like not much happened. A few games came back with it. Games like Halo and Gears stayed with it always. But, you know, small studios would make something that was couch co-op. You've got, like, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Yep. You've got uh, Overcooked, which people loved. Helldivers. You know, all these. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, Helldivers is great, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You got all this stuff that started coming out that people were like, how do you... How do you make this work again on 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 next gen stuff? And then people realize like, oh, because next gen so much powerful, we can do it. Uh, and so we're starting to see that come back, and it's super exciting. Well, like, I think it's 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 a combination of hardware is starting to normalize. Whether you're on PC, PS4, Xbox, it's all starting to become starting to blur. It's starting to blur. And I I will also attribute this to the rise of. And I tweeted at you this 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 company called Shadow. Uh, who is who has built a true cloud gaming service? I don't know if you saw. Oh them. yeah, you yeah. Check them out, right? I did. I did see um, that. The Blade Group out of France is starting to release their shadow boxes in the U.S., um, which that literally allows. Awesome. You... Super good name. Yeah. Super good name. Awesome. Awesome name. But you know, and I think that goes back to the rise in cloud computing, where we're going to start seeing, uh, and this goes back to our conversation a couple of podcasts ago, where we're starting to see this. Um, I think it was the need for single player versus multiplayer, right? Where you're starting to get people who have grown up on these multiplayer experiences coming into the industry. So they're always thinking about how to script these moments for two, three, four players where it is a, it is an interesting story dynamic. I think gears does it amazingly 
um, the Gears franchise did it great when you when they started getting the four player in there because you had four unique characters and you could choose to play as. Do uh, are you the Marcus? Are you the Dom? Are you the are you the? And then they the fucking Cole? killed Dom. Are you the Baird? And then Dom died, and then they bring in the daughter, and you know, in the latest Gears iteration, they're bringing in Marcus's son with Marcus, and then, um, uh, not Maya. Who who is Kate? A daughter of. In uh, Gears Four, who is she related to? Because I think I missed that. I played Gears Three. I played all the Gears, but like when I played Gears Four and Kate showed up and everyone was like, "Oh, hey, it's this person." I missed that. I don't. Is she actually someone's daughter from the core games, or is that is no, that not the case? I don't think it's the case. Uh, I need to go back and play yeah, Gears I Four. To, I, I, I don't. The the storyline was great. The Gears mechanic was great, but I couldn't tell you. You know, that game I played through it. I I beat it. And I was like, okay, cool. Yes, it was an awesome Gears experience, but it wasn't uh, great. Oh, dude, I stopped playing as soon as I was fighting robots in a. Yeah, I saw yeah. I saw that a little bit ago. Uh, Connor uh, mentions in the chat that the nine the Nvidia stream has nine hundred viewers right now, just watching a clock tick down. Yo, nine hundred viewers watching a clock tick down, and we're having a good conversation. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I'm extremely happy for all thirteen of you here. I'm super, super, super happy y'all are here, and I don't mean that you're here. I realize I sounded super ungrateful. Um, but also, fuck you guys not, you know, supporting people trying to talk about games. Hey, and hey, 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 it's NVIDIA. Dude, they're about to launch the 2000 it's, it's series it. of cards. It's going to yeah, be... It'll be on YouTube tomorrow. You can the, watch it. The high-end series of cards are supposedly able to do 8K gaming. So let's just think what? about that. <laughs> It's uh, by the way, right. by the way, it's right. fifty eight hours away. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. the The press conference is not until uh, next week. There's nine hundred people watching a thing that takes place in three fucking days. Yep. A lot of hype. Oh my god, a lot of hype. And I will be watching Some, it someday, Eric. Someday, and, Eric. We will be. Don't tell me you're gonna watch it. We. Will, I'll punch you. I, I'm not, I live I'm thousands not, of miles from you. I'll I'm not sitting. You. I'm not sitting to watch the clock tick down i'm gonna watch the press conference next week when it goes live okay Um, okay but yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be an event because and i don't mean to i don't mean to sidetrack us but if you think about the 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 leap from the 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 hundred series of cards right the 970 the 960 to the thousand series with the 1060 1070 and then even when the 1080 released the jump of graphical power that nvidia brought to the industry was exponential and i they're, sure yeah what they're yeah. what they're about to release next week is going to be the benchmark in which graphics are developed that take us truly i think into um yeah it's uh it's gonna be crazy um yeah that's i mean the cool thing is i mean i've i like pc and i love um playing indie games on my computer but when it comes to AAA stuff I'm, I'm a console person right but what excites me about the fact that like nvidia is making all these developments right now is that that means they're probably working with xbox on their hardware for next time 100 which means like the next xbox is going to be like right in the pocket of the next cycle for the next card yeah and uh That'll be that'll be awesome because you know Nvidia worked a lot with Respawn games mm-hmm. in making Titanfall one and two, and Xbox bought Respawn in between one and two. Yep. Wait, in between no, or EA, was it after? EA bought Respawn. 
That's what I meant. Fuck. EA bought Respawn in between one and two. So then now they've got the fun. Like, it's... <sighs> yeah. That me fucking up saying Xbox bought it kind of ruined the. I think I think Connor I brings up I think Connor brings up a great topic that we need to talk about is is you know how important is graphical graphical fidelity uh, in gameplay for you know we could talk for a whole episode. Uh, yeah, and and I think yeah that I mean that's something we can talk about next week, and I think you know it it, it doesn't matter that much, just to tease it. I don't think it matters that much. Like you get Borderlands, which is cell shaded. Sure, it's. 60 frames per second but that's not graphical fidelity that's graphical fluidity um borderland cell shaded people fucking love it oh yeah uh god of war looks like a movie people fucking love it Ugh. um you know what i mean like you can do whatever uh you ah, it's one of those things where they give you like a handful of things and you can pick one less than the full handful like in college you can have good grades friends or get sleep and you get to pick two and which just so you know i picked friends and sleep um i think in games you can have good graphics good story and good mechanics and you have to have two and if you've got good mechanics and good and good story like graphics aren't huge look at final fantasy 7 people drool all the fuck over that game and it looks bad yeah well it, i mean it's dated at this point very it's very dated at very this, dated at this at moment this point. Um, hey, but yeah, that follow Connor. All of this stuff that we've got coming up with, you know, next gen and seeing where things go opens up the door for just amazing stuff. Well, I think coming up in the future, you know, bringing it back to tonight's topic, co-op gaming. I think it just opens up for more experience, right? More rich, deep torts. Can't talk all of a sudden. Rich storytelling in that type of environment where now you don't have to worry about. Um, now you don't have to worry about the system constraints like you do right now. It's you're you're simply just what you're simply programming and building the game that you want. Um, and I think getting parity from PC to console, right, where we're going to see in the next generation a lot closer that gap close a lot more. Uh, and yeah. it's not necessarily going to close because of Xbox having. A, or Xbox or your PlayStation or your next Nintendo console having a core set of mechanics, it's going to get parity because of the, and I've said it on a lot of different podcasts, the growth of cloud computing, um, the power that that brings to the gamer, companies like Shadow um, that we're seeing invest and build cool units that allow you to play across any device, where all of a sudden you're not worried about as a gamer having something in front of you that is unbelievably powerful right like yeah um like i bought it you know or my wife got me an xbox one x it was you know which is phenomenal um and the power jump from that uh from the original xbox to that was awesome but i still think 10 years in the future devices it's they're all just going you know devices are just going to fade into the background it's all going to be about that core gameplay and the narrative that the the designers and the storytellers are bringing to it yeah you see you know the the problem i have with that though the idea of this future where everything's going to be streamed onto you know a personal device wherever you are whenever you are it the problem i have with that is we're talking about wanting to see uh couch co-op come back in a real way and if we get rid of systems I have I have a hard time believing that we're going to be able to get a bunch of people to sit down and, you know, sit in front of a TV when they can just pull out their phone and do it. Well, and like, don't get me wrong, Switch Switch is proving right now that people love playing co-op on the couch together and not looking at the same screen, which is really fucking cool. 
but how will that translate when it's you know every game right because right now a switch is kind of a, a cult not that, that sounds weird i mean like a cult following you know what i mean like right it's it's fever pitch right now like having a switch and sitting down with your buddies and and playing is just like um yeah we have to do it right it's just it's just what you do um with that system but then when you when you turn that from a gimmick and gimmick is maybe a bad way to describe it but if you change that from the gimmick that it is and make it just the way games are i think it loses its novelty um and so i'm worried about co-op in the future because there's a chance that as that happens people will play together even less it's hard to tell though you know what i mean it's it's general it's genuinely hard to tell see i i disagree i disagree on that and in one instance right is while it is becoming less of a connection right you you've got while you've got um i lost my train of thought there let me reword this so while you've got the proliferation of systems and anybody on any screen it's becoming easier now for people in a household that maybe don't have the finances to support multiple systems right but now i have a daughter um or i have a son um or you know your 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 mom or your dad or your buddy down the street or whatever they've got an iPad, right? That can now play the same game yep. that you're playing on your high end PC, and it doesn't become a thing. So I think ultimately, is it going to the level the playing field is what you're saying? Yeah, it, it levels the playing field and gives more accessibility for more people to jump into it. I think we're going to start to see that even more when we get the five G wire the five G cell networks, which are you know starting to roll out very slowly. Um, you know, as, as that rush is going to come in the next couple of years. And I think yeah. it's going to level the playing field cloud gaming. As long as you have a band, as long as you have the bandwidth to support that, right. Um, which will become more and more of a which, thing as, yeah, as, right. as, time as, inf- as infrastructure, as, as infrastructure, um, becomes better as internet becomes better as, you know, programming, uh, programming and network architectures become better across the board it levels the playing field to a point where it's no longer, ah, shit, I can't play with my kids because they just have iPads. Well, I can just buy them an Xbox controller and a dock, and now they can play with me, right? Yeah. And we can all sit 60, around. 60 bucks, 60 bucks to turn your phone into a system. Mm-hmm. Down. Completely Done. down. Done. Game on. Let's go. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for the future. Plug me in. Just right <laughs> just there, back of my it, head. Just, just stick it in my skull. I'm out. Let's go. Yeah. Um. So... Thanks, Connor. Appreciate it. To, to wrap up, the last question I'll ask is, how do we make... How do we? <laughs> we don't make games. How do developers make co- a couch co-op? How do, do Man, I'm stumbling all over this. How do developers bring couch co-op back? Or bring just co-op back in a big way? And I... I this conversation kind of started with the idea of like I miss couch co-op I want it to come back but at the same time like I'm also content with just really solid co-op experiences because there aren't many of them right which is why I'm so pumped about Anthem not having a competitive mode and being like the full story all co-op that sounds great to me you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and and I want to play games with people in the room with me, but I don't I don't have a lot of friends right now, and no one comes over to see me. So I play I play with all you guys, right? 
on on Xbox. You know what I mean? I don't have any friends that live near me. So <clears throat> how do what do you need to see in co-op games? So, the, man, what am I trying to no, ask? No, I, I, Sorry, I'm, I I'm No, over I, I get exactly what you're asking, right? Is um yeah. What do you want us what do you want to see in your co-op games? Is what I'm trying to say. No, I think and Connor brings up an interesting an interesting game, right? In Horizon. And I think that's a great example for where yeah, my, Forza, my, my, my point Forza is Horizon is going to be fucking Forza great. Horizon 4 is because while that is a co-op experience, it's still got a competitive edge to it, right? You're we're Yeah, be, but it's against your buddies. Right. Yeah. It, well, no, it's against everybody. Right. Well, yeah, because there are that's, no that's more there. They're, the way that they're pitching, there's no more drive guitars. It's you're playing real people all the time. Right? Did so, they did, were they the ones that talked about like while you're driving through the open world you may run, or yeah. was that drive? Well, not drive. No, no, that was, that was Horizon. That, uh, fuck, dude. Um, but th- that that's kind of my point. Is that's so great. And it goes back to the point I made earlier about we're starting to see people coming to the industry. These, you know, some of the newer gen, uh, some of the the up and coming stars in game development and story writing in games where their whole life has revolved around playing with friends. Right. The, yeah. the, the, the guys like me, the, you know, that are that are of my age or a little bit older, you know, the Cliffy B's, uh, the Casey Hudson's, these guys. They're, uh, I love I love Cliffy B. Oh, I do. Uh, yeah, anyway, he's, he's phenomenal. <laughs> he's great. Uh, but I think um, and that excerpt from his book that he tweeted a little bit earlier was just phenomenal. That you, oh, uh, yeah. That you wanted to. It was great. Yeah, dude. Um, it's super good. Can't wait I, for that thing to come out. Yeah. But um, I think as we start to see these people come into the industry where their entire upbringing was uh yeah like you um you know writing uh me from a you know from a from a business standpoint and things like that it's it's interesting that their writing dynamic is going to include these moments for people in a co-op setting it's not going to be architected as a single player experience it's going to be architected from the get-go of nope this is a multiplayer game it's not a competitive, not a competitive multiplayer game. It is a experience that we're going to allow friends to share together, whether that's two friends, sure. or that's three friends, or whatnot. Yeah, um, and and maybe this is a connection that I'm reaching for a little bit, but I think that the 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 growth of games in culture, and not just video games, but like it demands it. Tabletop games, like D and D, is when I was in high school, even which was only eight years ago holy shit it's almost been 10 years anyway when i was in high school baby uh, baby <laughs> i know i know i know when i was in high school like D D was still too weird for me to get into you know like i played a shit ton of games well i played most of my games in college anyway i played a lot of games i was a huge nerd i loved superhero stuff like but D was still out of the i was still still too much and now like you f- we're finding out that like big actors play D and D and like D and D groups are all over the place. And like that rise of like sitting down around a table and playing a game together is back into shit mm-hmm. um, or to jump into things they've never jumped into. I think that video games would stand to benefit a lot from the exposure of just cultivating that community a little bit better. Right. Give me a way that I can play D and D with my friends when I'm not there. When we're not in the same city, which is what uh, Divinity 
original sin 2 is yeah but there's even right. but there's the online dungeon master thing that you can play de- like if we wanted to yeah, get a roll 20 a, roll yeah 20. if we wanted to get a roll 20 game going with our xbox group i think everybody has a pc powerful enough to do that right yeah um, he's really easy. we just have to get yeah. in the chat together yeah um you know and then it'd be a matter of you know we're either doing that or if we want to broadcast it it would just be a matter of figuring that out uh, but even then, that's not something yeah. everybody has to be on camera for. That's just, a, you know, broadcasting the Discord audio. Um, yeah. You know, I follow uh, – there's a there's a friend of mine that I played Final Fantasy with for many, many years, and they do their entire Twitch channel. Uh, shout out to uh, Serenity Gaming Club. Um, but that, that's their entire channel. All they do is sit around and play different tabletop games every week. Um, you know, every now and then you'll see them yeah, playing PUBG or something like that. But the core of it is – is they're sitting around and playing a different tabletop game. And I think that's uh, back to your point around the proliferation of games culturally on a worldwide phenomenon, right? People are still not paying attention to this medium, I think, in the way that they should and the influence that it's having. You've still got a bunch of people saying, sure. oh, games are, you know, they're what, what a waste of fucking time. Well, I'm sorry, that's bullshit when you look at the top 10 streamers on Twitch. And I'm not saying everyone is going to be ninja and everyone is going to be shroud and everyone is going to be dr disrespect but my point the but those people have so many viewers yeah 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 Yeah. my point being is and uh there's a there's an interview that jace hall did and uh, if you guys don't know who jace hall is he's one of my absolute favorites um in the industry um but he did an interview where he was talking about you know everybody keeps talking about how games are a waste of time and i have to find it and clip it and uh you know tweet it out but he's talking about how everybody still thinks games are a waste of time. Well, you know, sitting down and watching your kid play a video game and letting them enjoy that may lead to something that fosters creativity. Maybe they want to get better at writing because they want to write stories. Maybe they want to go into programming to learn how the nuts and bolts of this. And maybe they do have the talent to go be a pro gamer instead of looking at this as a waste of time, right? And something that limits them from learning and having cultural connections and experiences why not foster this as a way for them to grow their life and become something successful yeah, that their dream sure. is, is? And I'm paraphrasing the shit out of that. Um, but the, the point is, is I think from a cultural phenomenon where it's, it's here, it's not going anywhere. And gaming is a force that ultimately, while there are a shit ton of trolls and a bunch of people who are douchebags, right, behind a keyboard or a controller and whatnot and do stupid things, the ultimately the community as a whole is at least the communities i'm in on discord the communities i'm part of on twitch you know you can see them right below my you know right below the video you know twitch kittens the alternative uh the dreamy team uh even my twitch team team moms and dads they're some of the most inclusive groups that i could ever wish to be a part of and i think that's where it is it's not going to fall on the developers and whatnot they're going to provide the rally points if you will for uh, these the for these communities to for these communities to come together and talk around but those are where the water coolers are right because i'll get on even with you guys in discord and we'll chat about something and then i'll hop to another server and i'll have a totally different conversation that's parallel yeah, yeah. uh that might be the same topic um but a lot of these communities are built on there's no shit and i'm part of some communities where you know friendly shit talking is allowed and banter and you know stuff like that um and i i'm very much that has a place um, but I think gaming as a whole, as it continues to grow and as it continues to penetrate and as people grow up with it as part of their lives more and more and more, and it becomes more monetary, um, it's just going to 
create more inclusiveness. And then these people are going to want to invent stories that involve their friends, right? They're not going to want to yeah. say, oh, no, okay, I'm, I'm, I've lost my point and I'm off my soapbox now. Take us home. <laughs> no, no, you said you said a lot of stuff that was that was very true. And like, I couldn't agree more um, to wrap. What's one thing you want to see more of in your co-op? And like, and I mean it to wrap up. So give me like a sentence. Um, what's like one thing that co-op hasn't been doing well enough that you want more of? And I'll start just to give you an idea, give you yeah. a second to think about it because I got a chance to think about it. I want more co-op to acknowledge that more people are playing. And that goes in a million different directions that can we can talk about forever. But strictly speaking and giving one example like, destiny acts like you are the only guardian and it makes no sense because you go to a tower full of them and you do you there's shit that requires you to have like six people to do it and then like zavala and ikora and Cade all talk to you like you're the 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 only one and the best one and the one person that can do it i want what halo 4 what halo 3 did I want to I want more co-op games to act like there's people playing co-op. And I know that may be difficult for I said one sentence and I'm fucking going on and on. Um and I know that I know that may be difficult for systems in in 360 days, PS3 days, but I don't think there's any reason now that we can't build a game that acts like there's more than one person in the room. So that's my that's my one thing I want co-op games to do more of. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I would like to see co-op games institute better systems of, and I think we're starting we're starting to get there right with Forza. I think Forza, uh, I think Horizon 4 is doing a lot where it's not a, okay, I'm waiting to join. I'm getting four buddies. It's just on our get, and we saw it. Borderlands 2 did it great. Diablo 3 does it great. It's, it's a, it, I want them to become more organic, right? Which kind of, yeah. kind of parallels what you're saying. I want it to be an experience where I'm playing and then my character joins and either the story yeah. adapts to that, like in Borderlands style, Diablo style, where enemies get harder, they get tougher. Um, but I think the storytelling mechanic there is, uh, and I'm going to argue your point, and I know we're trying to wrap a little bit. I think Destiny has a problem with it, right, is because you start with your ghost, and I'm taking this back to the first Destiny 1, your ghost resurrects you. Right. And it's your guardian's journey. So it's tough to write that into a narrative where all of a sudden it's you're talking to Zavala and your guardian and says, yes, there are co-op elements. I think we're going to where. But how much how much cooler would it be if your ghost woke you up and was like, you're one of a select group of people? No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not arguing with saving the universe. Like, I'm not arguing why don't that, they do that from a narrative standpoint. I think that's a simple script change. I think from a building the storyline component right because destiny is very much soloable if you want to play by yourself right where anthem they flat out said there are points in that game where you're not going to be able to do by yourself it's going to be very 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 hard um, there are things in destiny you can't do by yourself though but they're right? like inst instanced raids like they've even said that there's going to be you know missions in the game where it's like you're not going to be able to just walk through and solo it which i think was a direct shot at destiny that's cool that's um, super cool but I think more from a technical aspect, it's like just a seamless experience where all of a sudden 
okay, I'm playing with a couple guys, then a couple guys join me, they maybe drop out. It's not necessarily, okay, the, like the Monster Hunter example we gave earlier, it's, oh shit, I'm in a, I'm in a bad situation. Boom, I flare goes up. I want to yeah. see something technically where it's more like the public event scenario in Destiny, where I'm playing a story mission and it puts me in a scenario where I need a team fight. Well, then organically, without having to invite friends or whatnot, all of a sudden there's four other people there that are at the same point in the story as me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just organically, all of a sudden, we're all fighting this one thing just because we all happen to be at this point in the story or somebody's replaying it and coming from that, where there's not a system that says, oh, I'm going to shoot up a flare, I'm going to invite a friend, oh shit, somebody just joined my game, we got to go restart it. I'm at a point in a game where it calls for teamwork, so now there's just four people in my game all working to that objective. So I think that's a more yeah. of a, on a technical side of things where I would like to see co-op really kind of going. Dope. I agree. I like that. Um, so to wrap up, before we make people fall asleep, because it's almost one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what are your bounties? What uh, give me a bounty for the for the week? What are you in? What's uh, what's caught your attention? Uh, I am because it's on Game Pass. Um, completely obsessed, and I know it's been out for a little bit, but Ruiner. That game is just oozing uh, everything that speaks ugh, gross. He, he speaks to me uh the cyberpunk <laughs> okay. the music the gameplay the way that you know you kind of run around it's even got the the kind of cool japanese you know gameplay twist of like every time you beat a section it's like oh s rank a you know um giving you that kind of little twist uh absolutely yeah. and i'm uh, i'm probably gonna go play that for a little bit uh when we get when we wrap up here uh to close out my night just because it's such a cool experience yeah um, super good yeah, and then other than that, I have, because work has been so hellacious, I haven't been able to keep up on news or start any new books or uh, anything like that. I got a couple uh, a couple that I'm eyeing. Um, All right. But uh, that's about it. Dope. Um, for the last uh, week, I guess, maybe a little more than a week. I don't know why I didn't talk about it last week. Uh, I've been doing a lot of Sea of Thieves hunting the Skelly ships. Because um, that shit is amazing fun. And it's also really, really stressful. The one thing I disliked about that game when it came out is that I felt like there wasn't enough to do. And while the skeleton ships are limited, and I wish they were just like around and you could go fuck them up for fun, um, Megalodon was limited. And now that that's passed, Megalodon shows up whenever. And oh it's not limited. Yeah. And there's been times we've been fighting, like last time Ryan and I played with Ben, um, the four of us had to fight. Two t- two skeleton ships. Oh my god, that's a hard sentence. Two skeleton ships and the, the megalodon. megalodon at the same time, and the megalodon destroyed us. Like we went through all of our resources in like ten minutes. Um, so that game is becoming more and more interesting, and I'm hoping after the skeleton ships, the cursed sales event ends, we'll just have skeleton ships pop up on you wherever. Yeah, because yeah. I what I wanted in that game is less like. Oh, we're sailing across the map. Damn. All right. I'm going to get out my phone, like literally get out my phone. Cause there's nothing else I can do. Um, <laughs> and instead be like, all right, we got to get from here to here and we could have to fight the Kraken. We could have to fight a Megalodon. We could have to fight skeletons. Like we got to be ready to go at all times. Yep. That's all I wanted out of that game. And so it's getting there. Yeah. Um, I think, I think sea of thieves is doing a great job. Um, I would maybe eventually hop back into it, but, 
there's just too much shit to do. Yeah, and we're about to run into um, a freight train of of things to do. So. Just, yeah, it's just going to be asinine. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, but that's going to do it for us, guys. We're, we ran a little bit late, but that's totally fine because we had fun and we were talking about fun stuff. And uh, it's co-op, man. It's hard to talk about co-op with somebody and not go long on time. Co-op. Um, but uh, yeah, we did this co-op talk cooperatively, which there is we go. perfect. Pardon our um, Yeah, pardon that. I'm, I'm I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Anyway, no. Uh, <laughs> right, it's so bad. No. I, I can't help myself. I no. can't help myself. What a way to end on a low note. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. Those of you who are here, we had a bunch of you tonight, and it was awesome. So we appreciate that. Um, we'll be back next week on Thursday or Friday. We're trying to figure out the best night to do it. The last couple of weeks have been weird because Eric had work stuff last week and I had uh, f- f- close friends stuff last night. Um, but we're working out the perfect time and the perfect day to do it. I will get the podcast out on Mondays, though, because I feel like yep. it's a good way to start it everybody's is. week. Um, so, yeah, be uh, be ready to listen to this on Wednesday. Or what the hell? What? My I just had a stroke in the middle of a sentence. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> be ready be ready to listen to this on Monday if you want to. If you're listening to it because it came out on Monday, thanks for downloading yep. it. It means a lot to us. Um, but I'm your host, Caleb. You can find me everywhere at LoveWub. Everywhere means everywhere. If you don't see me there, I haven't made an account there. But that's uh, that's how you can find me. Uh, Eric, where can people find you? You can find me at Hybrid Glass right down there. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all the uh, all the places you would find me uh, or want to find me, uh, I'm there, uh, streaming nightly uh, on uh, on Twitch and uh, Hybrid Glass. So, welcome to the house. Uh, if you're new, uh, if not, uh, we will check you later and hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, guys, and we will see you next week. And in the in the meantime, if you're a poet, you should make sure you know it. Oh God. <laughs> Bye.